Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. It's Storm and Ricardo bringing you the netballing moments that matter. Center Pass in focus on SENZ. It's just gone 8 o'clock here on SENZ. This is Santa Pass, Ricardo Ball, Storm Purvis with you. How are you going, Storm? Not too bad. How are you doing? Yeah, good, thanks, mate. Good. It's uh, been a bit of a, a funny old weekend, hasn't it? I mean, oh, you gosh. know, the cancellations and things, or the postponements, I should say. Yes. Uh, but we did have we did have a couple of games. I mean, did that, did that free your weekend up? Did you manage to get a few other things done? Uh, not really, because the game that I was working on in Hamilton still went ahead. Right. Um, so five games turned into two. I actually had a wedding last weekend as well, so I was a bit all over the shop. So yeah. I'm glad those games didn't happen, because I probably would have come in today being like, ah, yes, those nipple games I didn't watch. <laughs> <laughs> so the two that did happen, I'm all over, don't worry. Yeah, that's good, that's good. Well, uh, where do you want to start? Oh, I guess we should probably start. I know um, we're going to talk to one of the men's netballers yeah. later on in the show. Um, so I might save the chat around that game because that happened over the weekend, um, a huge kind of world first. Yeah. Um, we'll save that for a bit later. But let's talk about the first ANZ Premiership game of the round. It was the Mystics taking on the Steel. And Taylor Earl got MVP again. She's a little mid-court dynamo centre who hasn't quite cracked the ferns. She's still young. But uh, this could really be her year. 40 feeds, and she's playing centre. Normally the wing attacks are the dominant feeders. Yeah. She got 40 in that game. And also what really impressed me is she had 14 second phase receives, which, so she passes off centre pass. It yep. goes to the player who gets the first phase. And then she somehow finds a way to ditch her partner, run down court and get the second phase. Um, you don't often see that from a centre. So she's obviously just being an absolute workhorse out there does help that she's feeding Grace Nwicky, yeah. who, again, didn't even play a full game. Uh, I think she maybe got just over three quarters and shot 45 from 46. Well, I was going to ask you about Grace because yeah, at halftime she was 30 for 30. You know, it was, it was like an ESPN documentary. It's just ridiculous, yeah. <laughs> you know, she, she was just uh, absolutely on fire. I mean, it was helped probably a little bit because of who was out for the steal. Yes, so they didn't have Tehungere or Salbi Rickett, who is, you know, she is the steel. She's been there for so long. She is that rock down in that defensive end. So she was out of the picture. Kate Burley again, um, little Kate Burley playing in at goalkeep. Had another good game considering who she's up against, you know, getting five deflections um, against Grace Nwicky is no mean feat. So to only lose by, what was it, 67-59? Yeah, eight um, points. Eight points, yeah. The, the steel can not be too disheartened by that. Well, it certainly closed the gap because it was 20 last time these two teams played, right? Well, exactly. The only thing, I don't want to take the shine off it, but steel did score eight of the last ten goals. So they worked their way back right at the end of the game and uh, Grace Nwicky came off the court. 
And they, yep. the Mystics brought on um, Danielle Binks, who's in the NNL League, is kind of, you know, just give Grace a, a little break. Ten minutes at the end there. And Danielle did well, but um, the Mystics are a different side when they don't have Grace on the court. Yeah, exactly, exactly. And we talked about that because obviously they didn't have her on the court for that first game and, and they found a new way to play. Uh, and Helene Wilson, obviously as well, she would have been loving the opportunity to go, I've got this buffer, I, yeah. can, I can clear the bench, I can give everybody some game time. Absolutely. And to be fair to Helene Wilson, she's doing that every week like she has just been the master of the substitutions it's almost like they're doing rolling subs out there on court um I think I wrote down yeah 11 changes for the Mystics in that game most teams and certainly in the netball of old you would see one or two changes mm. and I'm getting a little bit pissed off because 10 of my years I spent so much time on the bench because no one made changes back then <laughs> so it's great to see that they're doing that now um and giving everyone a shot and, and understanding that you can make the game dynamic and if you need to adjust it, you know, you can put a short moving shooter on, you can mix the game up. The game is developing a lot and um, it's nice to see that the coaches have faith in the young well, guns. If, if they do bring rolling subs in there, uh, is there a comeback on the card, Storm? No, <laughs> no, definitely not. God, do you know what? I nearly took the court last week as we yeah. talked about, but um, both the tactics and the stars who approached me ended up Pulling the pin and cancelling both their games. So it's not happening, guys. I'm probably going to say no. I think that was a sign from the gods saying... Don't do it. Don't do it. <laughs> well, I mean, there's a little step up to get into the studio. And um, oh. you clicked your knee coming through the door earlier. Throwing which was under the bus here. Well, well, it was probably not a great sign, let's how, be honest. How tall is that step? Like, what, five centimetres? Something like that. <laughs> <laughs> and my knee just decided to not... Do what knees are supposed to do. Yeah, decided it was going to be a wrist or something. And then we had a lovely old person chat about yeah. ankles and knees. Yeah, so that's true. Yeah, you're I'm throwing out. stones, mate. Uh, yeah, well, <laughs> hey, mate, you know, just throw them right back because uh, yeah, I've got no, I've got nowhere to hide. Um, oh, I, I thought it was interesting. Um, Peter Toyava mm. started this game on the bench. Yes, you know, and for me, last year with the Mystics, her relationship with Nweki on the court that was almost telepathic so it was interesting that she wasn't starting this game do you know what she hasn't started many so far um this season and uh, again it could be a helene wilson master stroke who knows how that lady's brain works but every time you know peta comes on she's mm. serving her purpose maybe settling the attack end or trying to score 10 goals really quickly or, or something like that but i would love to know if there's something going on behind the scenes because i'm 99 sure she's not injured mm. i do know and I, I don't want to get in trouble for saying this, but I do know Helene has really high fitness standards and one of her ways of kind of enticing her players to reach those standards, standards, standards is by saying, if you're not fit enough, I'm not going to start you. Right. And uh, again, I don't know. Um, but if I was like trying to put two and two together, I just wonder where the pets isn't at the level that, you know, Helene demands of her. And she's only doing pets, you know, only doing this because she wants her to get there and, and be in contention for the Silver Ferns because... Dame Knowles also has these high standards. Yeah. So I, I just wonder if there's something going on there or whether they've just found this groove because it's working for them. I mean, they're winning every game. Yeah, well, exactly. <laughs> I mean, you talk about Taylor Earl going so well, but what about Claire O'Brien as well? I mean, she's a bit of a, a Swiss army knife. I mean, she can slot anywhere in that midcourt. Oh, exactly. And, and she just does her job really solidly. She's not flashy. She's not out there trying to, you know, um, solve the world's issues. She's just doing her job. And she comes from Australia and has that kind of... Aussie style of midcourt play where they just do the basics really, really well. Um, so, you know, she didn't get much court time last year, and it's great to see that she is getting a whole lot this year. I've heard she's a fantastic team player as well. Right. Sounds like a bit of a hoot. I'd love to get her on here oh, one day. We definitely have to do it. You know, throw our five quickfire questions at her because I'm sure she'd be a great time. Yeah, oh, yeah, she would be. I mean, because <laughs> am I right in thinking 
um, that when she came over here it was to get an opportunity because she had had hamstring issues and so was basically had missed out because she just hadn't been fit over in Oz at, at the Swifts. I, I didn't hear about any injury issues, but I'm sure that could be the case. I know she wasn't re-offered at the Giants, where she was. She went from the Swiss to the Giants, yeah. which is another New South Wales team, and then pretty much had a contract all but signed for the Fever, and then it was pulled from underneath her. And she freaked out and she messaged someone in New Zealand who should maybe Mel, Amelia Ann or someone mm. to message Knowles. And then Dame Knowles did her work and, and found her a spot at the Mystics as a training partner. So she kind of packed up her life in, um, in Sydney. She was all ready to move to Perth. And I'm like, oh, yeah, Auckland's not that much further. So yeah. <laughs> watch it, it's closer. So um, came over here and it's been a great, great move for her. She play, She could play Silver Ferns. Hey? She was born in, in New Zealand, I think. Was oh, she, she born here? I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. To be fair, I don't know whether she would, um, like our midcourt is just so stacked at the moment, Rick, like especially in that, that wing attack centre position. There are players putting their hands up all over the all over the show who are A, younger, yep. um, and B, you know, fair dinkum Kiwis. I, I, don't, I know she's got family ties there. She definitely does. Yeah. I I just I remember seeing something from the media manager, right? Um, talking about a few things, and I'm pretty sure that yeah. was the case. And she's, I was she's like, definitely oh, Maori. Yeah. I know she's Maori, so there's yep. there's got to be something there. I mean, we find a way with these with these <laughs> we will, Aussies. We will Aussie find imports. a way. We do find a way, and yeah. um, they they don't turn out to be too bad for us. <laughs> no, Australia steal all our best bands, claim <laughs> exactly. them, so you know we can do something back. Lovely. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> now, all right. Well, let's talk about the other game. Of course, Mystics uh, 67 59 over the steel, but uh, boy, it was. Down to the wire. I mean, you know, I don't want to compare it to rugby, but I mean, we saw the Canes and the Chiefs go head to head. It was a one pointer in that game on Sunday. This was a one pointer between the Magic and the Pulse. It was at the same time, annoyingly. So I was getting my work chat. Crago's Wild work chat was going off with, you know, are you guys watching this game? And I'm like, yeah, it's crazy. And they're talking about the bloody rugby. And I'm like, no, guys, the netball, switch it over. Because <laughs> it was intense. I was at that game. Um, getting ready to do my post-match interviews, and I was convinced there was going to be extra, extra time. Mm. So I was just so engrossed in the game, and then they're like, okay, Storm, go interview the captain. I was like, well, which one? Who won? What just happened? <laughs> it was um, chaotic, and I just rewatched the last minute in my car while I was waiting to come in here. Yeah. Um, and so much happened. There was the Bailey Mez kind of falling over the baseline, throwing the ball over a head and it going straight into the hoop. That happened. Um, there was the wing attack for the Magic, Georgie Edgecombe, literally falling on her backside and somehow managing to get up and get rid of the ball within three seconds. Christiana Manua, the uh, pulse goldie, came out with this ripper of an intercept. It went down the other end. Uh, Aaliyah Dunn was contacted at the top of the circle. Full-time whistle went. She had time to get the ball up and slotted it. Does that make sense? Was yeah. everyone following me there? I was definitely following <laughs> that. That was great. I was going to ask you about Bailey Mears, actually, because yeah. that was some some sort of trick shot. Oh, yeah. It, it really was. I mean, I feel like trick shot isn't <laughs> quite the right term because Is I don't know. Is that doing her a disservice? I, no, I just don't think she really – I think her intention was to throw the ball back in for someone, for a teammate to catch. I don't think she was intending for it to go <laughs> into the hoop. So something that ended up being um, – Far more spectacular than she was probably imagining. Um, but in saying that, it's not the first time she's done this. Mm. She used to do it for the Mystics. Uh, there were a few buzzer beaters that she's pulled off. She just must have fantastic ball control. or well, I don't know. It was yeah. it was incredible. Well, I mean, the thing, too, with netball that I think a lot of people maybe don't really appreciate is that to to get the ball in the net, you, you don't have a backboard. You can't bounce it off. It's not snooker, right? Yeah. Uh, it's just got to go. You've got to be nothing but net all the time. Pretty much. And, and the other thing people don't know is that every hoop 
like the rim of the hoop is different at every um, stadium. Some are super, super bouncy. Some are really dense and the ball just kind of, you know, hits it and falls in. Some they bounce straight off. So shooters, they get to the court, you know, yeah, an hour before anyone else does and just spend a whole lot of time shooting from every angle possible just so they can understand how the actual rim of the hoop works. So yeah. it's not like it's not like basketball. There's no backboard. It's a whole lot smaller. Um, obviously the ball is smaller, but still yeah. it was impressive. Loved now, watching it. Who's got, do you think, I mean, in your time in, in the game, yeah. the best sort of trick shooting ability, you know, mucking around at practice, trying things and doing things that everybody else is like, you what? Do you know, I'll go one further, not even in practice, um, and someone who's still playing, Tapaya Sobi Rickett loves to pull out the old layup. Oh, yeah. And I've seen her do it a couple of times, even for the Ferns in the 2019 World Cup, and everyone was like, Tapaya, now is not the time. But, you know, it went <laughs> in and it was great. But um, she comes from a basketball background, and every now and then if she catches the ball on the run, you know, just shows everyone up and does a wee layup. And it used to be impossible to defend because you'd try to stand there and get your three foot. And she'd just come take a step in, pop it up. You're like, oh, okay, you just yeah. go do that. Anybody so, do the old uh, Kareem Abdul-Jabbar skyhook? Oh, I don't know about to get it into the hoop, mm. but a- as a feed to try and get it from, from you know, yeah. the, the centre third into the circle. Seen that from time to time. Nice. We've just had a couple of texts in here. Uh, Claire had a ruptured Achilles. Great story. She's a champion. Super funny. Ah, there you go. And then um, the same person has said, Claire O'Brien has Kiwi parents too? Question marks. Ooh. So maybe maybe we've unveiled something. Yeah, we need to dig a little deeper into that. Yeah, Find let's... out. I'll, I'll let you all know next week. Yeah, all right. We'll do that. We'll do that. <laughs> <laughs> this is Centre Pass on SCNZ. Storm Purvis, Ricardo Ball with you. There was a game of men's, fo- uh, men's football, more <laughs> men's netball uh, on Sky on the weekend. The Northern Stars against the Mystics. Uh, men's team, I think it was the first time that that's happened. Yeah. Uh, and we are going to talk to the vice captain of the Mystics men, uh, John uh, Tukaki. He's coming on next. It's 17 past eight here on Centre Pass on SCNZ. Storm Purvis, Ricardo Ball are with you and uh, joining us now uh, to talk netball from the Mystics men's team is Joe Tukaki. G'day Joe, how you doing? Hey, kia ora. Thanks for having me. Yeah, our, our pleasure, man. Our pleasure. How, uh, you know, I don't know. If I feel like I may, maybe I should be asking you for your autograph, mate. You're all over the telly all of a sudden in the last <laughs> week or so. How, how is that experience for you? Um, yeah, it, 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 was, it was really good. Um, I was part of the, the Cavalry series before, so not quite the first time, but still just as exciting and even quite still nervous before game time. Yeah. But yeah, it's been really good. Yeah, I bet. What what has been the reaction from it, Joe? Because obviously, following those Cabri series games and series, um, everyone was just in awe of you guys, and it was so cool that we managed to get those off the ground. And you know, there was a lot of fanfare around it. What's the reaction being like after this? Yeah, it, it was really good. Um, there was a lot of positive feedback from from not just friends and family, but also people that I didn't even know, and like even. Even at the supermarket tonight, someone was like, did you play in that game with the men? And I was like, yeah. She's like, that was so cool. We hope to see more. So, yeah, it seems like we've got quite quite good reception about it all. We talk about that happening in Invercargill all the time. Doesn't often happen in Auckland, so that is <laughs> it's pretty cool. Um, the, the game itself, a 10-goal win to you guys, 55-45. Were you expecting that kind of result? I know I gave you a bit of stick about how stacked the Mystics were prior to the game, <laughs> but did it play out how you expected it to? Yeah, so you, you say it's stacked, but I know both both teams, and I'm like, uh, well, if you knew 
both teams, then you may not think the same because they've got quite a good lineup as well. Um, but, I mean, we were given basic and set structures on what the game plan was going to be. Um, and we, if we stuck, stuck to it, we, we knew that we could, yeah, come out on top. Yeah, and you were partnering with Cruz Tangira, kind of a poster boy of men's netball over the last few years in the circle, and you guys were having a field day out there. Was that fun? Yeah, so Cruz and I actually haven't played much defence together. We've been in a lot of teams together over the last 10 years, but never really much defence as a combination. But he just gets netball. Like, you can just put him anywhere, and he just gets it. Like, so... But anyway, do we have to carry on about Cruz? <laughs> <laughs> Let's make it all about Joe. Let's I'm make kidding, it all about I'm Joe. Kidding. If he's listening, I'm kidding, Cruz. <laughs> sure, sure. Hey, um, you know, it, it's we've seen this game now go ahead and it's been on, on Sky and, and, and that's fantastic because, you know, it, it's inverse uh, from what we normally talk about. You know, we're normally talking about women's sport getting a fair crack. Uh, now we're talking about a men's netball competition potentially something along the uh, the lines of the ANZ, but uh, maybe maybe getting off because there has been such a great reception. Uh, Joe, do you know in terms of our, I mean, obviously Auckland's got such a big population. Uh, you know, you can have two teams here. Is there enough going on in men's netball around the country to replicate something like the ANZ so every team would have a men's team and a women's team? Yeah, definitely. Um, across all regions, most um, of the franchises have male counterpart teams that go in for trainings. Um, I know the Waikato men's do. Um, I know Wellington men's usually go in and play against the Poles. Same with Canterbury men's. Um, Canterbury men's have been involved with um, the Canterbury teams, women's teams for forever. So there definitely is, and there's even a Southland men's team that can that has been in to play the steel before as well. Yeah, no, I've I've played that um, that Southland men's team a few times, and they're, they're not too shabby. Was there a bit of jealousy from you know your like Victor and the likes down in Canterbury and people across the country that you guys got to pull this off? Uh, funny you mentioned Victor. He actually messaged me a few days before, just wishing me luck. He was like, so awesome that we get to do what we're doing. Um, and he was part of the Cadbury series uh, the first year and even last year. Um, but no, he was, he was, they, I, I'm pretty sure everyone was, yeah, they wish they could be there, but if it's a step in the right direction, that, that maybe the region gets to join in and yeah, we may see a little bit more of it. I hope so. I have to ask about Maru Delamere, the Stars captain. Um, and I know you were defending him, but my goodness me, his, his shooting from literally one centimetre inside the circle. You just don't see that in women's netball. And it's such a different game. But did he have moments where you just wanted to be like, bloody hell, Maru, just pass it around? <laughs> <laughs> um, you know, like he first came into it, because well, we used to play in the same team together, and the first year he came in, he was doing exactly that. And like he, I'd not seen him on the scene before, had not came across him in competitions anywhere, and he would just get the ball, and that's where he likes it. Like he likes to shoot the long range shots. I think because he's so tall, he sees everything how he needs to see it to line up his shot. I mean, he's comfortable under the hoop as well, but he, yeah. He he does like the long bomb as well.
He's the person you want in your social indoor netball team, that's for sure. <laughs> Joe, on any team. Yeah, yeah, any team. I'll take it, yeah. Uh, Joe, you, you play uh, against the women's teams a lot, uh, you know, as, as part of your practice and things like that. How was it playing against another men's team? What's the difference? Oh, well, so we do have our, um, our inaugural men's competitions and we do play against each other um, quite a bit. Um, well, I think... We use probably height a little bit more than 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 the women do. Um, they definitely run more, um, but yeah. You you said prior to the game. Oh, I know you and and um, Pilly both said that you know there was going to be no holding back in this game. You you held back a little bit in the Cabri series because you knew you were up against players. You know, a little bit smaller, not as physically strong as you. Did you feel like the hits and everything um, were happening over the weekend that you were expecting? Uh, not until Sunday. <laughs> <laughs> no, like, oh, that, hey, okay, <laughs> but no, yeah, it was. It was still a, a good challenge. Um, I, at the time, I guess there was a lot of adrenaline and a lot of rush that I didn't feel, I don't know, slight knocks or whatever. But the next day, I definitely did feel <laughs> feel some. And I only went back to training today, so that was kind of like two days off. Ooh. Who, who's, who's got the sharpest elbows you've played against? Um, Probably no, a they, woman. Mm, Bailey. Mez. Yeah, Mez. Yeah. Yeah. But I'm not in a not even in a bad way. Like she's one of the most difficult shooters I for myself I find to to play against. She, she can almost do everything. It's, like um, she, she may be a twig, but she's so strong. <laughs> it's funny you say that because Laura Geitz, who some you know think is the world's greatest goalkeeper, said in an interview not that long ago that Bailey Mears was the hardest shooter she's ever marked in her career. Wow. So, Joe, you're in good company there, that's for sure. Yeah, that's fantastic. <laughs> she is, like, yeah, yeah. She's lethal. Now, uh, Joe, we, we want to get to know you a little bit better, um, like, you know, the things that you do when you're not down at the supermarket signing autographs. <laughs> so uh, we do this um, we do this thing called uh, getting getting to know you, funnily enough, uh, that we do with all our player interviews. So uh, are you ready for five quick questions so we can get to know you a little bit better? Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> They're easy, don't worry. Yeah. They're easy. Hey, if, if, <laughs> if I manage to nab your phone off you and, and have a look at your Spotify playlist, what's the last song you played? Uh, last song, last song. It was Bon Jovi. Living oh. on a Prayer? Yeah. Nice. nice. A classic. Nice. Yeah. Yeah. Classic. An, an apt. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, now we, well, we... I, just, I just got home from the gym, so there was a few bangers on. Oh, yeah. That's what it's all about. That's what it's all about. Uh, what's, what's you, I, I know we're just talking supermarkets and going to the gym and you're making me feel guilty, but uh, what is the go-to comfort food, Joe? Um... If, if if I'm allowed to eat anything, it is hot chips. Yes. 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 can't go. Are, are you a are you a drown it in sauce guy? Are you uh, maybe a little bit no, of vinegar on no. it? How do you go? No, uh, vinegar or garlic. Yeah, right. Vinegar or garlic. Mm. Interesting. Yeah, yeah, vinegar on vinegar chips is not... The... not tomato sauce though. Okay. Yeah. Vinegar is not a thing here, really. That's an odd one. Yeah, it's a. I, I grew really up in. Scary. I grew up in football clubs with lots of guys out right. of the UK, and right. that's a thing. Where's it's the a thing. Yep. Yeah, okay. where's the vinegar? Yeah, where's the vinegar? What's your favourite other sport, Joe? Um. So at school, I was, I was pretty pretty into touch touch rugby. 
Yeah. Nice. Cool. It's a good sport, yeah. man. It's quick. So, yeah. I was I was a lot slimmer at school. Yeah. Well, you get to stand still a lot more in netball than you do in touch too. Well, in my position. <laughs> uh, what's what's your favourite all time movie, Joe? Um, Coach Carter. Oh, nice. Coach Not Carter. Fun, I don't think please. I've seen that one. Who's in yeah. that? I don't even uh, know. What's his name? Okay. Yeah, Samuel R. Jackson. Oh, Samuel R. Jackson. Oh, yeah. Can't go wrong with sport movies. No, you can't. Uh, and final one, uh, and, and I always preface this with everybody by saying you're not allowed to say Storm Purvis. Uh, who's the most famous person you've met? <laughs> not even famous. It's just, just, come on. Oh. The outfire of netballers. Yeah. Sam Walker? Oh, nice. Yeah, cool. Yeah, he's a great dude, isn't he? Yeah, he's been, he gets around quite a bit, so that's quite an easy one. <laughs> <laughs> but it was just sitting right there. It was sitting right there, so... Yeah, Dan. nice man, nice. Love it, love it. Now, uh, Joe, you said you just been to the gym. Which gym? Which, which is your gym? Um, so I live in Point Sheep, so I go to the local in Greyland. Nice, about five minutes away. No, oh, nice. That yeah. one isn't on the get to know question. No, You're it just isn't. Trying to... I'm just trying to. I'm just trying to. Just so I can stalk Joe later. <laughs> He's a physical beast, is Joe Tukaki. I tell you. Yeah, and, yeah, um, yeah. Go watch the game on if, if you can find any repeats, guys, because it was it was fantastic to watch Joe. It was yeah. really great. Ah, oh, cool. We're glad. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, Joe. Thanks very much for coming on, man. Uh, and you, you, uh, you know, it's great to see you guys on the on the telly doing what you'd love to do uh, and getting some of that recognition, man. So uh, we really appreciate your time and uh, go well. And uh, hopefully, we can see you do it again real soon. Awesome. Thanks for having me, guys. Thanks, Joe. Uh, no worries. Any time, mate. He's a great yarn. Yeah, he is. He is. I I interviewed him actually earlier in the week, leading up to the game as well, and he was he was hilarious. He was really nervous. I think yeah. just the whole occasion. Like it, obviously the Cabri series, you know, prep them for this, but um, to have men's versus men's netball on television literally has never happened anywhere. And so often, I think men get the recognition that they help the ferns win the World Cup, and they come to stars training and mystics training and help the girls. So it's nice to kind of give back to their contribution to netball. You know, for the ferns in our country, just to see them go out and do what they love doing and how they play the game and, you know, what drives them to, to do what they do. Um, to see them out there, you know, just as pure men v men netball, it was a real spectacle and I would love to see more of it. From a playing point of view, when you used to play against men's teams and training and things, yeah. what did they bring that you didn't get from, you know, playing other women? Lots and lots of sweat. <laughs> Honestly, men, I don't know what it is. Obviously, biomechanically or whatever, anatomy, yeah. you guys are sweaty as, man. Yeah. So sweaty, you'd like slide up and down them if you yeah. were kind of marking them in the circle. But to be honest, it was just their strength. Like, that was the thing I noticed the most. Um, I played defense. So when you're up against a goal shoot and you're, you know, both one on one going for a ball, something that I might have felt really confident in in a, in a girl's game that yeah. I was like, yep, I've run this line well, this ball is mine, I'm going to take that intercept. I'd go for it against the men and just get bumped off the line. Like, in no contact, they were just stronger, bigger, took the space. Um, so you had to be really, really clever about your approach, you know, get off the body, move around, try and deceive where you're at. You couldn't just rely on, 
you know, man on man going for the ball. Physicality. And I probably slid off them too, to be fair. Yes. So, yes. The old, the old <laughs> so slip and slide. <laughs> the old slip and slide. Uh, this is Centre Pass on SENZ. Storm Purvis, Ricardo Ball with you. Kelly Jury still to come on the show. Up next, though, Storm's Performance of the Week and Team of the Week. Mm-hmm. If you've got some input into this, then you flick us a text. Double eight double three. that is the Temper Bedpost text machine. Or you can even give us a call on the Kennard's High phone line 0800 150 811 with your performance of the week. This is SENZ. It is Centre Pass at 25 away from 9. Ricardo Ball, Storm Purvis with you. Storm, I would say oh, it's time for your team of the week, your performance of the week. Yes. Um, but just before we get there, I was going to ask you, it's just like, all of a sudden occurred to me, if a men's team like the Men's Mystics team or the Men's Stars team were put in the ANZ Premiership, yep. how would they go? I don't know. Okay. I, I'm not 100% Sure. I think um, the Stars or the Mystics would do really well just because their pool of talent is huge. Um, Netball is played by men a lot here in Auckland. Um, I remember playing, you know, down with the Steel or in Canterbury against some of their teams. I don't know. It's a a deep thing. If they could take some of the Auckland players and get contracts down south and spread them out, then probably pretty well. I mean, that Mystics men's side, from what I saw on Sunday, they'd probably win the whole thing. Okay. I'd love to see Joe up against Grayson Wicky. Yeah, how good that would, would that be? That would be awesome. That yeah. would be really awesome. Yeah. It's just he made the good point. Like the, the the women are faster. They run not faster, sorry, but they run more. Yeah. And so they're really good at like their ball speed and and setting up play and being really tactical. Whereas the men just rely on kind of biffing it from third to third. They're a bit more direct. A bit more direct and and not a whole lot of um. Not that no thought goes behind it, but it's more like let's just get the ball to the circle as fast as we can and as hard as we can. Yep. So if things fell to pieces, I would back the woman at the moment anyway. Obviously, it's a more developed sport because they've been doing it for so long yep. um, to kind of come up on top in terms of game smarts. So more nuanced, the women's yes, game. Yes, more nuanced, yes. yes. Okay, yes. Cool. But that's only because men's game is, is still in its infancy, really, in the yeah. grand scheme of things. So, All yeah. right. Well, let's get on to it then. Uh, your performance of the week, your team of the week. I've, I, I, I'm pretty much sure I know at least two, but <laughs> let, let's start. Uh, where do you want to start? You want to start uh, at goal shoot? Yeah, sure. I'm getting slightly repetitive, but I'll back myself here. Can I just say the Mystics have played every game so yeah. there's you know the mystics are going to pop up every week we haven't seen the stars for what seems like forever haven't really seen the tactics and what seems like forever so um none of them are in here obviously because they didn't play over the weekend so just keep that in mind if you're listening and think damn storm grace wiki yeah surprise 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 45 from 46 45 from 46 and not even playing a full game 98 percent week in week out she is doing that and um you just can't go past her. It's crazy. I saw some people had Aaliyah Dunn yeah. in there in that goal shoot just because of her buzzer beater right at the end of the last game. So honourable mention to Aaliyah Dunn, but I'm going Grace again. Okay. Um, now, goal attack. Mm. Is it anybody who was falling backwards and threw a ball over the head and scored? Do you know what? It just might be. All right. Yeah. Go on then. Who's our it, goal attack? It is Bailey Mears. That was just outstanding, and it's mm. been the talk of the town, um, talk of the season, really, that game and that moment. And week on week, she's just looking more and more confident, like the Bailey Mears of old, and I'm loving watching her play. So... She's in there again. She might have been in there last week too. Yeah, yeah, I think she could have, could well have been. Uh, who's going to be wearing the WA? This is a hard one. I always struggle with wing attacks, maybe because it's the position I know less about. Right. Um, but I've gone with Whitney Soonis, and she plays for the Pulse, so she was in that fantastic match as well up against Sam Winders, who is our 
star wing defense in the country. So it was a really um, exciting matchup that there was a lot of hype around. And I think Whitney came out on top. She's just so speedy, so good with the ball, really works at pulling Tiana and Aaliyah, her goal attacking goal shoot, into the game. Um, and she just plays a different style of wing attack to the likes of Gina Crampton and Peter Toyaba. So she's got my wing attack bib this week. Nice. Now somebody who should probably have CWA on their bib on picking <laughs> is Taylor Earle, the way she played on the weekend. Surely that's your centre. Uh, she is my centre, again, um, and she actually got two MVPs in a row. So yeah. she has been the Mystics MVP for two weeks in a row, and that's no easy, um, no hard feat when you've got the likes of Grace Mickey around you and yeah. Sulu Fitzpatrick and all these amazing players. So she is really putting her hand up, and I think last week I talked about her because she had so many games on defence, so she could have had the C-wing D bib on last week, <laughs> and this week she's got the C-wing attack bib on with 40 feeds in the game. So she's just the full package, and, and she's calm. Um, while still being really exciting to watch. So been very impl- impressed with young Taylor Earle. Yeah, Taylor Earle goes well. Uh, back to backs in the uh, team of the week. Uh, <laughs> what about a WD? I've got Michaela Sokolich-Beetson uh, for the Mystics. Again, another one who's just solid and, and plays the back role. Back to back as well? Uh, possibly. I yeah. should really bring last week's along with yeah. me so I can compare. Um, yeah, another one that just complements her defensive unit really well. Um, I'm sure we've talked about it on the show, but she ruptured her left Achilles, recovered, got out on court for her first training and ruptured her right Achilles straight away. So she's just had a horror last couple of years. And to see her finally back out on court, playing like you know she hasn't spent two years off the court, is, is really exciting. She's a great little wing D. Yeah, all right. Uh, well, let's go then uh, into the, the, uh, the, the kitchen. Defense. Into the kitchen. Into the kitchen where it all happens. Uh, who, who have you got at uh, goal D? Defence wins games, That's I tell right. you what. And this is very much the case for my goal D this week. It is Christiana Manua who got this fantastic intercept after Bailey Mears had done her glory shot um, down one end. Um, the Magic could have won it had it not been for Christiana coming out of the circle, almost playing like the men do. She was just so strong and ran such a strong line that the pass looked like it was meant for her. You know, she's like, get out of my way. I'm taking this ball. And it ended up being the match-winning intercept for the pulse. So she's someone we haven't talked too much about. And we'll talk to Kelly Jerry about her, I think, because they're partnering together at the pulse this year. But um, someone who has come over from Aussie and is definitely can definitely qualify for the Ferns. So yeah. maybe a dark horse in maybe. Dame Knowles's brain. Yeah, there you go. And then, of course, uh, you mentioned Kelly Jury, yeah. uh, goalkeeper. Yeah, I, she might have been my goalkeeper every week so far, <laughs> possibly. Um, well, games, they didn't play first week, did they? So maybe uh, not first true. week. Maybe yeah. not the first week. Yeah, That's yeah. right. Yeah, but she's just getting gains on games. Eight games over the weekend just been, um, you know, if a defender gets four or five games, they're having a, a great day out. So. Yeah. I just can't get over the the change in her over the past sort of twelve months. Um, she's she's playing amazingly, and and Debbie Fuller, who was commentating her game over the weekend, is also the assistant Ferns coach. Right, and she you know wasn't hiding away or hiding the fact that she is super excited about how well Kelly is playing. So with Jane Watson, you know the kind of long-standing goalkeeper for the Ferns out of action at the moment. I think Kelly Jury has one and a half hands on that bib. Mm. Yeah, and she's going real well. So there you go. That is the performance of the week here on Centre Pass, Thought Purposes Team, and uh, we do this every week. And if you want to have some input into it, you can get in touch with us on double eight double three our temper bed post text machine, or give us a call on our eight hundred one five zero eight eleven. Kelly Jury, who we just talked about, yep. is going to join us next here on Centre Pass.
This is SENZ Centre Pass, Ricardo Ball and Storm Purvis with you through till 9 o'clock. We do it every week here. Uh, talking netball and somebody we've just been talking about, Storm, uh, she's in your team of the week, which is just as well. Otherwise, I couldn't really introduce her by saying she didn't make the team of the week, could I? Uh, Kelly Jury uh, from the Pulse. G'day, Kelly. How are you? Good evening. Good, thank you. That's the story. You'll be obviously, yeah, you'll be putting that on the mantelpiece. Storm Purvis's team of the I week. I really don't think anyone cares about what I think. Oh, really. honestly, <laughs> such, such a privilege. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> oh, Cal's bless you. But to be fair, you've um, you have been like MVP of the game last week. Uh, sorry, the weekend just been the week before that. Had the Pulse won that thriller, you probably would have got MVP in that game. What are you putting your stellar form down to at the moment? Tell me your secrets. Um, I don't know. I guess I'm just really enjoying it. Um, I'm just going into each week, stress-free, you know, just, um, and uh, my combo with Christiana is building every week, so couldn't ask for anything more than the girls up front doing their job. Stress-free, like, uh, what is that compared to other years? Why does it feel stress-free? Um, I actually don't know. I think as a whole group, we've come together really well, and we've just got such an awesome environment. The vet's awesome and bringing... Um, the girls together and yeah I guess it's just the culture we've managed to make. Yeah and you are co-captain this year as well do you think that's kind of helping you thrive do you enjoy that extra challenge of leadership? Yeah I've been um, really enjoying it um, sharing the helm with Tiana I like to call myself the admin man I do all the organizing and she's the hype man she's got the loud voice <laughs> but yeah I guess having um, that title um, means that girls look to you and um, I know that you know in some ways it does add extra pressure to, um, to perform because you need to raise the bar for um, everyone to follow. Do you think that I mean you, you mentioned that some of the girls look to you do you think I mean the Pulse a few years ago they, they, they sort of blew everything up and started again and brought a lot of young players in do you think that maybe some of that is off your shoulders now because you know there is a bit more experience across the group? Um, I definitely don't feel like anything's on, on my shoulders. We've got me and Tiana in the co-captaincy role. Plus, we've also got players like Whitney Soonis and Maddie Gordon also in leadership uh, in the leadership group. We've got Christiana. We've got a really young team on paper, but if you look at it, everyone's had a huge amount of um, experience, both at um, ANZ level and international. Yeah, I, I want to take you back to Christiana. Actually, I want to take you back to Sunday and that last minute of netball. Um, like, what was going through your head when Bailey, you know, her shot went in? Were you kind of thinking, "Oh my God, here we go!" Like, can you relive that final minute for me, please? Honestly, it was just crazy. There was just so much going on in that last couple of minutes. I just remember that rebound going over and then. Bailey flinging back in and I could just see it making a beeline for that goal hoop and I was like, no, this cannot be happening. Um, and then next thing, they had the centre pass. Um, we got done for delaying. And then I was like, gosh, we, we've got to get the ball. We've got to get it somehow. And thankfully, Christiana pu- pulled out a wonderful inset. And I just remember looking up at this clock as soon as she did it and there was about four seconds left on the clock. And... Um, yeah, how we managed to get it down to the circle and through the hoop in that time, I don't know, but we did it. Is Aaliyah Dunn the coolest, calmest person in New Zealand netball at the moment? Like, was there ever any doubt in your mind that she was going to miss that shot? Honestly, I wouldn't trust it with anyone else. <laughs> but to be fair, we'd, um, backstory, we'd played a game called Buckets in the morning where you got to shoot from the outside rim. 
and I'd actually got her out first. And she normally wins every week, and I got knocked her out first. And no lie, my thought as, as she was shooting that was, gosh, I hope she gets it in and her confidence wasn't knocked by me um, knocking her out of the game in the morning. Hey, if anything else, you can take, um, you know, you can claim that one as I think you put the fire yeah. up her and she didn't want to embarrass herself Exactly. Again. <laughs> yeah, yeah, she needed redemption. <laughs> oh, that's brilliant. But no, nah, she, she did well. She's so cool, calm and collected and extremely clutch. Yeah, she sure is. Hey, I, also moving on to sort of um, COVID delays now happening again. Do you guys kind of feel a little bit lucky that you kind of got all your sticky situations out of the way really early? Are you kind of thinking, great, we can just keep the ball rolling? Um, obviously feeling for the likes of the Stars and the Tactics who, again, are having games delayed you know, into round five of, of the competition. Um, do you think that's going to benefit you guys? Uh, well, look, it just sucks for um, everyone involved, um, all these postponements. Um, it's a very condensed schedule as it is with lots of double headers. So trying to fit in um, extra gains into the week from the postponements must be a headache for organisers. So really, um, you know, hats off to them. I'm sure it's very stressful. But um, I guess, yeah, it was a blessing in disguise that a lot of girls did get sick at the start. Um, and, you know, I'm no medical expert, but there's still a chance we can still um, contract it again. And so we're still being extra cautious, um, testing every week, twice a week. But, yeah, just fingers crossed um, after this little wave, everything settles back down. Yeah, we definitely hope that's the case. Um, also, just quickly, how weird is it playing the Magic? Are you over that yet? Because obviously you played there for many years. Um, it. Uh, I, I kind of am over it. This is my third season with the Pulse, but I guess I love going back to Cordlands. I think it's one of my favourite stadiums to play at, just the whole atmosphere and the feel of the place. It kind of does feel like I'm going home in some way. So, yeah, it, it was. A, I had some great years up at Magic. And how weird was it seeing Liana Dubrain at the other end of the court while you were playing? <laughs> oh, my gosh, isn't she a legend? Like, to pull out a full game at Goldie... Um, after retiring a couple of years ago, and um, at her young age of 44, like incredible, incredible. <laughs> if I'm half the athlete she is at that age, I will be honestly, I'll be extremely thankful. Yeah, 100%. All right, Kelly, it's time to get to know you a little bit better. We're going to ask you five quick questions to get to know you better. Are you, are you, are you ready? Are you prepared? Yes, yes, hit me. Okay, oh. it's the last song you played on Spotify. Um, in the shower, loving this club by Usher. Oh my goodness me! <laughs> Fantastic. <laughs> what is the go-to comfort food on the couch? Um, sweet and sour pork. Oh yeah, that's good. Nice. Miramar seafoods. Miramar seafoods. Shout out. Yeah, oh, I, I hope you get a free serving next time. Uh, <laughs> what's your favourite other sport, Kelly? I love tennis. Nice. How's your how's your backhand? Um, I actually played a lot of it through high school yeah. and gro- growing up, so not too bad. It's probably a bit rusty now, though. Oh, you'll bring your racket to Auckland next time because Storm Purvis is on it at the moment yeah, in the my tennis. Eyes just lit up. <laughs> yeah, let's yeah. go. Let's go. Uh, <laughs> what is your favourite all-time movie? Uh, Shawshank Redemption. Right, hands that's a down. Classic. That's yeah. a classic. I love that movie. Uh, speaking of famous people, who is the most famous person you have met? Um, I haven't met him, but I have been with in a couple meters, and it was Prince Charles. Whoa, Ooh, that's up there. Yeah, that's the yeah, most he, famous um, one so far that we've asked. Definitely. That. <laughs> yeah. He he made an appearance at the um, 
2018 Commonwealth Games in Gold Coast, so I came to the Athletic Village. You didn't want to get a selfie or anything? No, I couldn't really get that close. Oh. There, was a, there was a bit of a swarm. bit of a swarm. <laughs> I, I did hear, I've heard a story about when uh, the All Blacks went to Buckingham Palace once. This is years ago when Mark Ellis was playing for the All Blacks. Oh, God. And he asked Princess Di if she wanted to go out for a drink after. <laughs> of course he did. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> <laughs> That, that's, that's pretty impressive. That's, that's pretty impressive. It's not bad, is that's it? That's a great story. Up yeah. your game next time, girls. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, we want a date story with Prince Charles. Up for a date. Yeah, yeah, exactly. That's Why the not? one. Hey, good stuff, Kelly. Really appreciate you coming on, mate. Go well, and uh, best of luck uh, next weekend as well. And uh, uh, fingers crossed you make it three weeks in a row in the Storm Purvis's Team of the Week. Yes, Kels. Oh, yes. Yes, thank you very much. You guys have a good night. Yeah, you, you too. too. Chick, thank you. Ah, this has been Centre Pass on SCNZ. We do it every Tuesday night between uh, 8 and 9. Storm Purvis and I. Storm, what do you got planned for the rest of the week? Oh, what have I got planned? I don't even know. I'm running day by day at the moment. Ah, good work. Go well. <laughs>